السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا أيها المستمعين والمستمعات في لابنسنز of Radio Islam International Welcome back to حياة طيبة with myself معلي مشاكرة هنجة الحمد لله It's always a pleasure to be in your company in your home and I thank Allah سبحانه وتعالى for giving us another opportunity to spend some time together inshallah to develop our minds, our hearts and our souls بإذن الله تعالى Alhamdulillah, uh, I'm sure you can all hear, uh, we've coming down a little bit of a flu, uh, for flu, but you know, we thank Allah, this is also a means of cleansing our sins, inshallah, but just forgive me if my voice sounds a bit whiny, but alhamdulillah, it, you know, it's, it's really refreshing when you get sick, because it allows you to stop, to slow down a little bit, to stop for a second, and just to look at yourself and think, you know, this is a means of Allah cleaning our sins and cleansing us, inshallah. Beloved listeners, alhamdulillah, yesterday we were out in Nigel, and I must thank the community of Nigel, they were so warm and so, you know, welcoming, alhamdulillah, such a lovely program. We all, you know, spend time with sisters that have so much of follow and desire to learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to talk about it, and they specifically asked me, please, Abba, can you speak about Jannah, because we love to hear about it. And we make dua that Allah grants us all the same kind of sikr and the same kind of follow, you know, this desire to say, I want to learn more, I want to, you know, hear the talks of deen. And... I think the most important thing is to go out. When we hear that there are talks of deen, to go out and to meet people. And somebody said something to me in the in the in the gathering yesterday, and I I was quite you know taken aback. But she said to me, she said, so "This is the first time I ever feel sorry for my sisters because they could not make it today." And I, I you know, I, it was such a beautiful statement, but it made me realize that as Muslims, you know, we have this desire that the people around us also benefit. We always want our children, we want our spouses, we want everybody around us, we want them to also partake of good. And there was such a genuine desire in her voice, a genuine talab to benefit, subhanAllah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always, that's our desire always, that we benefit when they are gatherings of good. And we also create, you know, uh, opportunities to assist others when they are, you know, when there is opportunity to take them with us, to give them a, a, a lift, to take them out, to inform them, to message them, and in some way or the other, they will benefit, inshallah. Today being Friday, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all your du'as. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a day of, you know, complete ibadah and a complete means of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send salawat upon our beloved Habib Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And inshallah, as we delve into our program today, we are looking at something quite important. Subhanallah, tomorrow at, we are going to be doing our beautiful program with our young girls. We are having a Quran competition, we are having speech competitions, we have dynamic mu'allimat coming out. We have Mu'allima Yumna from Apex coming out to give us a talk on the science of the found in the Quran. We have Mu'allima Hasina from Madrasa Hasina Islam will be coming out and she will be doing a quiz with us. We have... Subhanallah, so many young, powerful, dynamic girls who are going to be talking about the Quran. And inshallah, we are so excited to spend some time with them to, you know, just gather for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to gather because of our love of Al-Quran, Al-Kareem, subhanallah. Now, as we are building up towards the month of the Quran, and as every one of us is building up to find out and to learn about this Quran, our theme for tomorrow is, if you know me, you will love me. Al-Quran. The Quran tells us that 
Subhanallah, every moment and everything that we need is in the Qur'an. Allah says in His beloved Qur'an, in Surah Al-Yunus, Allah says, O mankind, Ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, there has come to you a heart-rendering advice from your sustainer. What is this? The Qur'an. جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِضَةً This mawila is a heart-rendering advice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that Allah, what He has done is, He has given you وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And Allah has given you a cure for what is in your heart. So it is a healing for that which is in your, in your chest. And as well, added to this, the Qur'an is a guidance and a mercy, subhanAllah. And a mercy for the believers. And I think... The most important part of the Qur'an is that it is a mercy for you and I. Besides the fact, the massive, massive fact that it gives us advice all the time, and there is a cure for what we are going through, gives us solutions to our problems. Above all of that, it's a mercy. Because if we didn't have the Qur'an, we wouldn't have solutions to our everyday lives. We wouldn't have something that gives us this reminder all the time, subhanAllah. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made it such that we are... The Ummah of the Qur'an. And over and above this, subhanAllah, in Surah Al-Nahl, Allah tells us, Allah has made the Qur'an a glad tidings for those who believe and those who submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah describes His Qur'an. How does He describe it? Maw'idah, an advice. Shifa, it is a cure. It is huda, a guidance. It is rahmah, it is a mercy. And it is bushra, it is this glad tidings, subhanAllah. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, all the time when He speaks about this kitab, He speaks about how this kitab is guided, how it is protected. We have been going in depth, looking at the history behind the Qur'an. We have looked at so much regarding the kalab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today we want to look a little bit into the beautiful fadail, the virtues that are attached to every single surah and what reward do we get when we busy ourselves with the Qur'an. And this is all to encourage myself and yourself to pick up the kalam of Allah and to ready ourselves for the month of Ramadan. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a massive, massive promise. And what is that massive promise? He says, مَنْ شَغَلَهُ الْقُرْآنُ That person who is unable to do anything like dhikr or dua because he's so busy with the Qur'an. He's so busy constantly reciting the Qur'an that he doesn't have time to make dua, to make dhikr. I will give him more and I will give him better than what I give those who ask. And Allah tells us, He says, وَفَضْلُ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ عَلَى سَائِرِ الْكَلَامِ كَفَضْلِ اللَّهِ عَلَى خَلْقِهِ That the virtue of the speech of Allah is, subhanAllah, over every other speech, is like the virtue of Allah over His creation. No one can be better than the creation of Allah. No one can be stronger than the creation of Allah. And that is how, how great is the Qur'an, the Kalam of Allah, over every other speech. And when we start doing this, when we start taking the Kalam of Allah, and using the kalam of Allah in place of our own words, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, it, it immediately manifests itself. How does it manifest itself? It allows us to 
see the power of the Qur'an in our lives. Now there are different, you know, subhanAllah, ayat that we read daily. There are different surahs that we read daily. And each surah has a different impact in our lives. Once we start attaching our understanding to this, we can, you know, we, would, we will start loving the certain surahs because we have the rewards and we understand what impact they have in our lives. So one of my favorite ones is the virtue or the reward of reciting surah to takasur. I'm sure many of you recite Surah Tukhtar constantly, but we, we, we seldom think about what is the reward of Surah Tukhtar And so one day, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was speaking to the Sahaba, and he asked the Sahaba, he said, are any one of you able to recite a thousand ayat? And so the Sahaba said, who from amongst us is able to do that? That's so much. How will we ever be able to recite a thousand ayat? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Are you not able to recite uh, Surah Al-Takathur, subhanAllah? And Surah Al-Takathur has the reward of reading what? Of a thousand ayat. SubhanAllah. So, if you are sitting at home, take the time now, recite Surah Al-Takathur, and may make the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you the reward of these thousand ayat, inshaAllah. Right. Let us now go on to other surahs. So we've got, I've started off with Surah Al-Takazur because I love the promise of Allah that is found in this ayah, in this, in this uh, hadith. And inshallah, we will uh, go on into every surah and inshallah we'll find out the reward behind each one. Let us take a short uh, uh, break inshallah and we'll get back to continue inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back. Alhamdulillah, that was such a beautiful nasheed. And Alhamdulillah, you know, I was struggling a little bit there, but Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, we are talking about and we are delving into the different virtues of all the different uh, uh, surahs, the little surahs that we read and the mighty reward that we might find behind them, subhanAllah. Right, so we spoke about Surah Al-Takathur and we have seen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us one thousand, the virtue of one thousand ayat when we read that, subhanAllah. Now, we look at a different one, subhanAllah, which is the virtue of Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. Now, many of us recite Surah Al-Falaq and Nas and, and Surah Al-Ikhlas. We read that quite often, right? And subhanAllah, once if you look at the story of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent a man and he made him in charge of an expedition. While the Sahabi was reading Salah with his companions, what he did was, he would recite after every surah, after, in every raka'at, he would recite, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ after he had re- recited another ayah. So he would read any other surah or any other ayah, and then he would read Surah Al-Ikhlas. So obviously the Sahaba found this quite strange, like in every raka'at to add Surah Al-Ikhlas. So when they returned, they mentioned this to Rasulullah. So they said to you, this man, this is what he's doing. So Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Ask him why did he do that, right? Why, what, what was the reason that he did that? And he replied, because in Surah Al-Ikhlas, there is a description of Ar-Rahman, and I love to recite it. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, tell him that Allah loves him too, Allahu Akbar. So because of his love for that surah, he used to recite it constantly. Every raka'ah he would recite it. And because of this, Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave him the glad tidings of Allah's love. 
Now, beloved listeners, subhanAllah, when we look at his virtues and when we are trying to attach ourselves to these surahs, we have gone into the history of the Quran. We have, got, you know, we have delved into a deep background of all the rules and all the ahkam. And now, as we move on, subhanAllah, we are learning a little bit about the reward attached to it. And what happens is, this then makes us love these surahs, inshallah. So I'm hoping, if you are listening, inshallah, you are waiting for your surah to come up, inshallah, the one that you love to recite constantly. So we spoke about surah al-ikhlas. Surah, uh, surah al-falaq and surah al-nas are always attached to them as well, right? And we know, subhanallah, that when you recite Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq, Surah Al-Ikhlas and Surah Al-Nas, the three of the three calls, these, if you recite them three times in the morning and the evening, they will suffice for you for every purpose, meaning everything you need, it will fulfill, Allah will allow it to fulfill it, and they will protect you from anything harmful, subhanAllah, right? You know, one day Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was speaking to Uqba bin Arabi radiallahu and he said, Indeed, you cannot recite a dearer and more readily accepted surah to Allah than قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ Surah Al-Falaq SubhanAllah Therefore, if you can recite it in your salah, then do it. Allahu Akbar This hadith is narrated by Ibn Hibban. What a lovely hadith. You cannot recite a dearer and more readily accepted surah to Allah. So, Many of us sometimes think, you know, Surah Al-Falaq is such a short surah, oh, it's not a big surah, it's not a long surah. But in reality, subhanAllah, Surah Al-Falaq is a surah that brings the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, one day, Uqba bin Amir tells us that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, he said, do you know what unique verses were revealed tonight? He's speaking to Uqba bin Amir. He says that nothing has been revealed like them before this. But subhanAllah, he says, Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. These two surahs are powerful. They assist us in ways that we cannot even understand, subhanAllah. So we see that when a person takes the effort and makes this, inshallah, this, you know, constancy to say, how can I get close to these words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to get immense, immense, immense barakah in his life, immense reward in his life. So when we, we were speaking about Surah Al-Falaq and Ikhlas and Surah Al-Nas, from Surah Al-Ikhlas itself, the reward of Surah Al-Ikhlas, if you recite it ten times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you a palace in Jannah. And when Umar radiallahu anhu, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, when he heard this, he said, Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then I will recite it abundantly. If I will get a palace for just ten kulwallahu ahad, I'm going to recite it abundantly. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahu Akbar wa Atyab. Allah is more generous and Allah is more kind. Subhanallah. So it doesn't matter how much you can recite it. It does not matter how much you can read. Allah will still give you more and more and more. Beloved listeners, subhanAllah, how many of you are sitting now listening to this and reciting Guru Allah Ahad with the intention that Allah builds you your qasr in Jannah, subhanAllah. And all, of course, the most famous hadith we know, the Surah Al-Ikhlas is equal to one-third of the Qur'an. And if you recite it three times, it's almost as if you have recited the entire Qur'an, subhanAllah, right? So, when you, you know, when you understand 
the importance of these surahs. You know, you could see how the Messenger took the time to explain it to the Sahaba. Abu Hurairah tells us that one day he was with Rasulullah and they came upon a man. This man was reciting Kulhu Allahu Ahad. And Rasulullah said, immediately said, Wajabat. It is incumbent. So Abu Huraira asked the Messenger He said, Oh, Nabi of Allah, what? What is, is incumbent? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Jannah. Jannah is incumbent upon this man. So Abu Huraira said, I intended to go to that person. I wanted to give him the glad tidings. But I feared that I may miss my lunch with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I preferred to have lunch. Then I went to the person but found that he had already left. And this hadith is narrated in Muasa Imam Malik. So when we see this hadith, subhanAllah, so fascinating. The Bisa also heard him reciting Surah Al-Ikhlas and said that Jannah will be wajib for him. So you and I, when we are reciting the Qur'an, let us fall in love with these smaller surahs of the Qur'an. We might think that they are very tiny, but in reality, subhanAllah, they are massive, massive, massive in their reward. Now, there's one surah that, you know, we decided, I don't think any of us realize that there is actually a reward to the surah. And we will re- look at what the Messenger tells us. And Alice ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, and the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqala li rajrib bin ashabi. Alice ibn Malik radiallahu anhu tells us that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were talking to his sahaba. And he said to him, he said, are you married? He was speaking to this one man. Oh, Fulan, oh, so and so, are you married? And he said, no, but Allah, I don't have anything to get married. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, have you not memorized Qulhu Allahu Ahad? He replied, Indeed I have. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, This is one third of the Qur'an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked, Have you not memorized Ida Jaa Nasrullahi wal Fatih? He replied, I have. He said, That is one fourth of the Qur'an. SubhanAllah. Every time you recite Ida Jaa, you are reciting one fourth of the Qur'an. Then the Messenger said to him, have you not memorized Kulia Ayyuhal Kafirun? He replied, Indeed, I have. The Rasulullah said, It is one fourth of the Quran. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then asked him, Have you not memorized Iza Zulzilat al Ardu Zilzalaha? He replied, Indeed, I have. And the Rasulullah said, It is one fourth of the Quran. Then he said, get married, get married, subhanAllah. So obviously, there are certain ulama that tell us that you can't get married and you can make the Qur'an your bahar. And some ulama say that you cannot make the Qur'an your bahar. But whichever one that you follow, this hadith is showing us the power of these surahs. Surah Al-Nasr, it's like you read the Qur'an, one-fourth of the Qur'an. Surah Al-Kafirun, one-fourth of the Qur'an. One-fourth of the Qur'an, subhanAllah. May Allah grant us the reality of this surah, subhanAllah. So, today, beloved listeners, we are trying to attach ourselves to the beautiful verses of the tiny little surahs of the Qur'an, the ones that we, over, you know, we read them in a rush, and we think that they are so tiny. But our focus now is... How am I going to develop a love and a deep connection to these surahs? And subhanAllah, the Messenger gave us a beautiful glad tidings. He says, he said to us, in a hadith narrated by Abdullah bin Umar, he says, radiallahu anhuma, he says, but sarrahu ayyadra ila yawm al-qiyabaka addahu ra'yu aid. If you actually want to see the day of qiyabah, like it is before your eyes, then you should recite, 
سورة إذا الشمس قورت إذا السماء فطرت آتي سورة إذا السماء شقت سبحان الله Why? These three surahs describe the day of Qiyamah in detail. And what it does is, subhanAllah, it allows you to understand the importance of that day and it's almost as if it is right in front of your eyes. Now, beloved sisters, beloved listeners, we are going to take a short ad break and when we get back, we are going to move on to the daily surahs that we recite, the rewards of our suratul mulk and the ones that we read all the time. We know them, inshallah, but now let us attach our heart to them, inshallah. Inshallah, we'll be back after the short ad break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Hayatun Tayyibah on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, we are looking in of different ways to renew our love and to attach ourselves to the beautiful surahs that are going to be our companions and are always and have been our companions for quite a while. Now, what happens to us when we are reciting the Quran, the Kalam of Allah, oftentimes, subhanAllah, we get so lost in the words of the Quran itself that we forget both you and I, subhanAllah, we forget the value of these ayat. So we've been taking a little bit of a journey through each surah and trying to fall in love with these ayat. And subhanAllah, when we look at the immense reward that Allah attaches and the value that Allah attaches to each one of them, we can see, subhanAllah, that we should constantly remind ourselves of why we are reciting them. We shouldn't be just choosing surahs at random. We should be very, very vigilant and think to ourselves, Ya Allah, I love the surah. I would love to recite the surah. This surah brings so much of sukoon and peace and tranquility to my heart. And subhanAllah, we started off with the, with the smaller surahs, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Falaq, Nas, Surah Al-Nasr, Surah Al-Kafirun, Surah Al-Zinzal, which is one fourth of the Quran. We spoke about Surah Al-Takathur. SubhanAllah, when we look at the bigger surahs that we recite, the longer surahs, I mean, like Surah Al-Mulk, Surah Al-Waqi'ah, SubhanAllah, it's so amazing. In such a massive, massive Quran, Allah chooses these ones to be our constant guide and our constant companions as we recite them. Now, Surah Al-Mulk, I'm sure many of you love the Surah, SubhanAllah. It's, you know, one of the, my, my, my favorite times of the day is, you know, try reciting these surahs as I'm putting my kids to sleep. It's just, just something so beautiful of connecting and attaching the Quran to those moments and those memories. And one day, subhanAllah, it will just be a memory to them. You know, we all are going to pass on one day and they're going to look back at those moments. My, my, my mother or my father spent that time reciting the Quran for Allah with us. And in the same way that I, you know, have those memories with my own parents, subhanAllah. And I hope, inshallah, every one of you you attach the Quran to every memory that you have with your children. So Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, Abdul, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu tells us, he says, that on the day of Qiyamah, the torment, sorry, sorry, in the, in the Qabr, when a man is in his Qabr, the torment that starts on the side of the feet of a dead man, the feet will say, there is no way for you to come through us because you used to recite Suratul Mulk. Then the adab of the qabr, the torment, will start advancing towards him from his chest or his stomach. And that part, the chest and the stomach, will say, No, there is no way for you to come through me because he used to recite Suratul Mulk. Then the torment, the adab of the grave, Allah protect us, advances from him towards his head. And the head will say, There is no way for you to come through me because he used to recite Suratul Mulk. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud says, this surah prevents the torments of the grave 
and it is called Surah Al-Mulk. Why is it called Surah Al-Mulk? Because subhanAllah, it is written like this in the Torah, and if you recite it, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only protects you, but He also blesses you with a tremendous, tremendous reward. Surah Al-Mulk is a comfort to you and I, a massive comfort, because subhanAllah, we are afraid. Many of us are afraid of the loneliness of being in the grave. You know, that the claustrophobia of being in the qabr. And subhanAllah, when we recite the surah, read it and you just think to yourself, Ya Allah, in a time when my, pa- my children will leave me, my parents will leave me, my entire world will leave me, this surah will be my companion. This surah, subhanAllah, you know, there was a very beautiful incident in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he tells us that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a man came to him and he said oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I had been traveling and I had set my tent over a grave obviously in those days they didn't have demarcated areas for graves etc so Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said to him he said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I had put my, my, my tent over a grave not knowing that it was a grave and he said, suddenly, you know, you were sleeping, and suddenly he hears a person inside, from under the ground, reciting Surah Al-Mulk. And subhanAllah, right from the beginning, right until the end of the surah. So when he said, he said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that, you know, he related to him the entire incident of listening to this man. And Rasulullah sallallahu said just very, very, very beautiful words. That is a, is a massive, massive comfort for you and I. He said, he al-mani'ah. هي المنجية تنجيه من عذاب القبر نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that this surah is the defender what is it the defender it brings to mind when Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم says defender it brings to mind somebody that is there and fighting on your behalf a warrior and subhanallah that is what the surah is this surah is mani'ah the defender from the from all the punishment of the grave it keeps away subhanallah all those things that we are afraid of so I would love to encourage you all, just on the basis of this beautiful story that is narrated to us in the hadith, that we take the time to actually say, I will recite my Surah Al-Mulk every single day. I will make sure that I am making Surah Al-Mulk a massive, massive part of my night, nightly routine. And you know, the world tells us about routines, our, our makeup routines, our, you know, food and our eating routines. Let us make our routine of the Qur'an the routine that brings about so much of protection, so much of cure, and so much of peace into our lives, subhanAllah. So, we have been looking at Surah Al-Mulk. Let us move on to Surah Al-Yaseen now. And I'm sure most of you, you know, every one of us, we love Surah Al-Yaseen. We decide to Surah Al-Yaseen every morning. And subhanAllah, we're supposed to be reading it at night as well. And there are many, many virtues of reciting Surah Al-Yaseen. And just one of them, reading Surah Al-Yaseen at night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you do it only for His pleasure, He will forgive you all your violence, subhanAllah. So, at every given moment, if you look at the hadith of the Bishr, it is, you know, full of promises of Allah when you attach yourself to these ayat into these surahs. So as the month of Ramadan is coming closer, make a note of them. 
Take a note of the reward of each surah. Take a note of what Allah will give you if you if you make the effort to attach yourself to those surahs, right? Now, there are such surahs that are, are much more longer. We all know Surah Al-Waqi'ah, I forgot to mention. The Surah Al-Waqi'ah, if we recite it, you will not experience any kind of poverty in your life. And subhanAllah, this is something that we must make sure that we bring into our lives. Now, Especially in a time when everybody's speaking about how expensive things are and how prices are high, etc. Our focus, beloved listeners, is always to see how can I fall in love with the kalam of Allah? How can I get closer to this kalam? How can I change my routine of qira'ah into something that I enjoy? And one special way to do that is to always think about what it is Allah is going to give you when you recite this beloved kalab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know, when you read Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Baqarah, the Nisra Allah has said, it is the apex of the Qur'an. And with every verse that you read, 80 angels descend, Allahu Akbar, right? So, the crest, the most important, sorry, I, uh, the Surah Al-Baqarah is the crest and the apex of the Qur'an, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in that surah, Allah puts Ayatul Qursi. And Allah integrated it into Surah Al-Baqarah. And Allah has made it that whoever recites it to please Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make sure that he, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives that person and Allah makes it such that he protects that person from the shayateen. Subhanallah. As we look further and further, there are so many incredible virtues. But it, 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 the, 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 you know, the beauty for me is the excuse. It's an excuse for you and I to fall in love with the Quran all over again. Subhanallah. And the most important thing that we have to understand is that when we make sure that every single day we are reciting our 10 ayat of the Quran, the minimum is our 10 ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from khafla, from negligence. So as we get close to the month of the Quran, and as we build our connection to the kalam of Allah, let us take the time to learn the virtues of the rewards, and let us fall in love and recite the smaller surahs with attention to the detail, and attention to the reward, and attention to the massive, massive messages of Allah within those surahs, subhanAllah. Beloved sisters, and beloved listeners, to end off, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us a beautiful promise. His promise is that that person who recites 10 ayat, that person who recites 10 ayat of the Qur'an in one night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him a qiddar. And what is a qiddar? Allah will give him the reward of a qiddar which is better than this world and whatever it is in this world, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, you have been listening to Hayat al-Tayyibah with myself, Al-Bashakir Hatiyah, on this Friday afternoon. Please forgive me for the sound quality, subhanAllah, I make dua for my complete shifa, inshallah. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us opportunities and I hope you all have a beautiful Jum'ah, accepted Jum'ah, one of complete ibadah, inshallah, and may Allah accept all your du'as. Please remember us in your du'as, especially for our program tomorrow. Our program, if you know me, you will love me, inshallah. We will be hosting it at Qurtuba at the beautiful, beautiful section near the animals and near the hotel. And we will be discussing the Qur'an. We will be learning. We will be falling in love with the Qur'an. And we will be having, subhanAllah, some beautiful competitions, speech competitions, quizzes. And we are also going to be doing some crafting, be it 
ta'ala. Please keep us in your du'as. Barakallah feekum. Have a beautiful, restful weekend, inshallah. And we will chat again on Monday afternoon. Barakallah feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.